going to reject what God has given you today. Now, with that being said, look with me over in Luke chapter number 6. Luke chapter number 6. We want to draw this truth out and we'll be done this morning. Luke 6, verse 46. 6 and verse 46. Keep that in mind about that we don't need to reject the Word, but we need to receive the Word. We don't need to let the Word go unheeded, but we need to heed what God's telling us to do. Look with me in Luke 6, verse 46. The Bible says this in verse number 46. He said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me, heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Verse 48, He is like a man. Listen to this now. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth not, or he that heareth and doeth not, is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. And you could go over, we won't this morning uh, for the sake of time, but you could go over uh, to Matthew chapter number 7. And Brother Donnie, you'll find the same account of this story that's given by Matthew chapter number 7. But when I look this morning, it's very evident to see that when the Lord Jesus is preaching this message, He gives us two men by way of illustration. He gives us the one, He gives us one man that we find that He's the man that hears what the Lord says, does what the Lord says, and goes and builds His house. The other man, He hears what God tells him to do, what Jesus tells him to do, or can I say it like this, what the preacher tells him to do, but he does it, he goes out and builds his house. And so this, this parable that's given here is to illustrate to you and I the person who receives the Word of God and the person who rejects the Word of God. The person who that does not despise the word versus the one that does despise the word. Y'all see that this morning? We have one man who we see his life is illustrated of what to do. Then we see the other man's life is illustrated on what not to do. And so I want to look at these two men's lives and I want to look at them from one that received the word versus one that rejected the word. Let's look at this. Well, notice these Three things about these two men. First of all, I want you to notice the comparison of these two men. The comparison of these two men. I want you to notice with me that these men have some things in common. They have some things in common. What did they have in common? Well, Brother Mark, I noticed that these men have the same preacher. Y'all see that? It's right there in your text. The Bible said that Jesus is speaking and He says, He talks about one man who heareth my words 
Then he goes on and talks about the other man. And this is what he said. He hears my words too. And so we notice in this text, they've got the same preacher. Who all would agree with me, there ain't never been a better preacher, nor will there ever be a better preacher than the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me say, when we look at this account that's given, this is not some half-backslid preacher. Oh, that's a preacher message. This ain't some carnal preacher. But this is the Son of God that's preaching this message. So can I say it to you? It's not that one's hearing a different message than the other. But they're both hearing the same message from the same preacher. Y'all see that this morning? The same preacher. They had the same preacher. I don't know if y'all know this or not this morning, but if you're part of Mount Perry Baptist Church, y'all have the same preacher. <laughs> Amen. So y'all all this morning are hearing, I hear what I'm saying. Y'all all are hearing the same message, but now the Lord may preach it to each one of you in a different way. But as I'm presenting it, I'm presenting y'all all the same message. Y'all with me? So we see they had the same preacher. But I noticed this, they had the same purpose. They both wanted to build a house. One man, built, one man went and built his house. The other man went and built his house. They both had the same goals in life, if you would. They both had the same desire to build a house. I noticed they not only had the same preacher, they not only had the same purpose, but they had the same plan. What do you mean? They both, y'all agree with me, they both wanted to build good. Right. I don't believe any one of these men was one, one wanting to build good and the other one wanting to build bad. Right. But I believe both of these men had good intentions to build a house that was going to last. Amen. I believe I said like this this morning that when I look at these two men's lives, they both got goals, they both got expectations. Neither one of them wants to be a failure, but both of them want to succeed at what they set their hand forth to do. And I believe sitting on the pews of Mount Perry up Baptist Church this morning, y'all are hearing the same preacher. I hope you got the same purpose. You're wanting to see God do something. You're wanting to see God build something in your life. It may be different than the person sitting beside you, but I believe and hope every one of us want God to work in our life. I hope this morning we're all here for the same plan in the sense that I hope you ain't here this morning hoping your life ends in failure. But I hope when your life is over with, you can look back over your life and see a Christian, see a child of God, see a person that had great success for God. Can I remind you this morning that a drug addict didn't wake up one morning saying, I want to be strung out on drugs. Can I say an alcoholic didn't wake up one day and say, my goals in life is to be an alcoholic. A person that is hooked on the things of this world, when you went back to them in high school, when they were talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up, I imagine they wouldn't tell you they wanted to be the town drunk. I don't think they'd tell you that they wanted to be somebody that would sleep under the bridge because they had nowhere to lay their head. I don't think they'd tell you that they'd want to be somebody that marriage would end in disaster. Their home would be tore apart all because of the bad choices that they made. Who all would agree with me this morning? Reality is we reap what we sow. But when these two men started out, they started out with the same plan. They wanted to build good. 
They wanted to build a house up that to last. I kind of see when I read this text, no doubt they were probably wanting to build a house that they didn't have a family. They were probably wanting to build a house where one day they could raise a family or let their family live in at that time. They were wanting to live, have something to have some stability about. Anybody know of a house that you can remember that it's still standing today? Though it's passed down through many generations, that house is still standing. There are people still living in that house. You may can go back down memory lane and say, my mama lived in that house. Her mama lived in that house. They're, they're, uh, this lived in that house. They lived in that house. You know what you can say about that house? That house has some memories because that house has some stability. Right? That house was built good. So when we look at these two men's lives, we're seeing two men that have some things in common. I also noticed something else they had in common. They both built in the same place. Now hear me this morning. So how do you know they built in the same place? Well, the Bible goes on to tell us that there was a storm that arose. When you go over to Matthew chapter number 7, the Bible says the wind, the, the rain, and the flood began to beat against the house. Now, I don't think this was by accident that these men, though they were had things that were different, that both of them were experiencing a storm at the same time. Now, I understand it can be raining here and be raining in Texas. Somebody say amen. But I believe that the Lord is painting to you and I an illustration because remember, they're listening to the same preacher. They're, listen, they, they both got a desire to want to build. And they both want to build good. Both of them are going to find out they're fixing to go through the storm. You know what I found out about life? It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. You can pick up the obituary tomorrow and you know what you're going to find? There are going to be saved people that are going to die. But you know what else you're going to find? There's going to be lost people that are going to die. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. Man that is born a woman is a few days in full trouble. So it's listen, it's not a matter of if the storm's coming. That's a matter of when the storm's coming. Can I tell you this morning, it's coming. Some of you may have already come through it and feel like the Lord's leading you out of it. I say amen. Some of you may feel like you're in it this morning, right in the middle of a storm. Some of you better buckle up because before the sun goes down today, you might be in it. So, both of these men are in a storm. Both of these men, though they've got so much in common, they're hearing the same preacher. They've got the same purpose. They've got the same plans. They want to feel good. Both of them are about to go through the same problems. I notice the comparison of these two. But then I want you to notice with me the contrast of these two. Though these two men had a lot of things in common, they also, Brother Mark, were very different in some things. Brother Terry, they had some things that you could look at their life and say they had some things that were in common with each other. But a closer investigation, you know what you begin to find? Though these men had some things in common, they were also, Brother Ray, very different in some areas. Where, what were they different in? Well, I noticed when you begin to look at these houses, they were both built in the same structure. 
these houses basically had the same design. If you go out and study out the customs of that day, they didn't have the, the, the plans like we have today. If you was to go around the church building this morning and you was to ask this person, what's your dream house? Their dream house would probably be a lot different than the person sitting across from them. I have found this. Husbands' dreams houses sometimes are a little bit different than the wife's dream house. But these men have got the same design. Back in those days, there was really only one way to build a house. They all pretty much had the same plan. They had the same structure. They had the same design. These houses were basically built out of the same material. But there was one basic difference about these two houses. So what was the difference? Well, I'll tell you this. The difference could not be seen by the outside. The difference could not be seen by what you saw on the outside. But once investigation, you'll find out, though it couldn't be seen on the outside, both of these builders knew what they had done differently. Now, with me, though they built seemingly the same, we're going to find out these houses were completely different. Though they look like the same. I mean, if you was to pick up the magazine and you was to begin to look at houses to buy, you'd begin to look at those houses and say, they look like they got everything the same. I mean, the kitchen's in the same place. The bedrooms are in the same place. It's got this many bedrooms. That house has got that many bedrooms. It looks like the complete same house. But to the builders, they know there's some things that are different about their house. Well, let's look at what was different about it. When you begin to study this, you begin to know that verse number 46, or verse 48 says, He is like a man, talks about, he, here's the word, He is like a man that built a house, dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. Go down and look at verse number 49. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation. Y'all see that? One man builds a house with a foundation. But the other man builds a house without a foundation. When we begin to study this out in Matthew chapter 7, it talks to us about one built their house upon the stone, upon the rock. And the other house was built upon the sand. Now I say to you, one house was built with a firm foundation. But the other house was built with a faulty foundation. One house was built with a solid foundation. But the other house was built with a sandy foundation. See, I don't know if y'all are aware of this or not, but if you begin to think about it, a lot of people really don't pay too much attention to the foundation when they're looking at houses. When you're driving down the road and you see that beautiful house up there on top of the hill and you look up there and you say, my goodness, I wish I could have a house like that one day. You never say, I wish I could have a foundation like that one day. Because you don't look at what something is built upon, but rather you look at what was built thereupon. But Jesus begins to tell us the difference in these two men were their foundation. When I looked at this, I noticed the difference in these two men. 
in Matthew, it talks about the man that built with a solid foundation. He was a wise man. But the man that built without a foundation, the Bible calls him a foolish man. You know what the word foolish means? Sometimes we get the word foolish and ignorant mixed up. You know what ignorance means? A person that does something that's ignorant. Anybody ever know anybody that did something ignorant? Any of you wives ever know somebody that did something ignorant? Any of you men brave enough to say you know somebody that's done something ignorant? You know what ignorance is? Somebody that does something that's wrong but don't know no better. I know some people that just listen. They just don't know no better. They're like very ignorant. They just don't know no better. We're seeing a generation that we look at them and we say they're very ignorant. Not yet. Because they're doing some things, let's be honest, they're just doing how they've been raised. They don't know no better. And some things common sense, y'all tell you better. Somebody say amen. I don't know how to have somebody tell me that I'm not in the top on. Come on. I shouldn't have to have somebody tell me, uh, listen, that uh, uh, have somebody tell me it's not okay to go into a grocery store and start licking fruit. That you ain't gonna buy. But you gotta have nobody tell me. That's common sense, right? We got bring it. We're living in a generation where a lot of people got their priorities all mixed up. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna move on. Something wrong in a generation. We got people dying from a disease, and you got some people arguing over what kind of a gender a potato is. Amen. And if Dr. Seuss is offensive, offensive or not. Man, what in the world's going on in America? Somebody say amen. Oh my goodness. You go look at the number one song in America last year, it probably make every one of us blush, probably make every one of us have to get on the altar because of how offensive it is, how trashy it is, how ungodly it is, but that's paraded, that's safe, that's the norm, that's what's accepted, but now we want to go pick at things that, listen, have no eternal significance. These two men, one was called a wise man, the other was called a foolish man. You know what the word foolish means? Somebody that knows better, but goes contrary to what they've been taught. They know better than to do it. They've been trained better. If somebody spent time with you on the job side and taught you what to do and you did the opposite, Somebody said that was very foolish. Let me say that right because you knew better that you did the opposite. Now, why was the man called wise? Because he did what God told him to do. Who all agree if you do what God tells you to do, that's pretty wise. If you obey God, that's wise. But when you hear the message of God, you know better if God's put his finger on it and said you ought not do that or you ought to do that, but you do the opposite. You know what the Bible definition that God calls you? He calls you a fool. The Bible said this, the book of fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Why? Because the Bible tells us, Brother Rudy, that nature teaches us that there's a God. You can't look up at the stars and not see that there has to be a creator. Listen, it takes lots of brains to believe that one day a molecule met with this molecule and there was a big bang and everything we see in front of us just come up out of nowhere. 
I tell you, we can look around and say there's a God. God, Jesus, when he's the one telling this message, when he's the one giving this illustration, he said the man that built on the right foundation, he's a wise man. But the man that built on the wrong foundation, he's a foolish man. The man that hears my words and does what I tell him to do, he's a wise man. But him who hears my words and does the opposite, he's a fool. That's what Jesus said about him. So their description was different. What they were called was different. But then I noticed this. Their doings were different. These men responded differently. You know what the wise man did? Verse 47 says this. He heard the word God. He dig deep. He dig deep. You know what he did? He grabbed him a shovel. And he began to dig. But he just didn't do no shallow digging. He dig deep. Y'all with me this morning? He did beat. He grabbed that shovel. He began to dig. He just didn't do some little shallow digging. He just didn't do a little bit of digging. But the Bible says he specifically did deep. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but if you're going to dig deep, that requires work. Anybody ever dig a ditch? Anybody ever dig deep? You agree with me, that's his work, right? I remember when I was doing some, uh, some landscaping work when I was younger. And we went out during the winter. We had to plant some flowers, Brother Rudy. We had to plant some trees in the ground. I found out real, real quick that that wasn't some lazy man's job. Because that ground was frozen. Amen? I almost wanted to call child abuse until I realized that by law I really wasn't a child anymore. Amen? <laughs> but to dig deep, it requires work. It requires effort. It requires to put yourself to the ground. But you know what the other man did? The Bible said this, he built his house without a foundation. I never read where that man ever picked up a shovel. I never read where that man ever put him together, really. Yes, he had to build the house, but the Bible specifically tells us that the wise man, he did deep. He put more effort short of building his house. Can I say to you, when you look at the one man, it took more time to build his house. But over here, this man didn't build a foundation. He just started grabbing some wood and started building a house where it's at. You know what the problem is? One man dig deep. He built his house on a good foundation. But it took more time. But the man over here, he didn't build no foundation. He got what looked like quick results. Would y'all agree with me that we're living in a quick result society? Amen. That we want our food. Listen, we want our food. We want it yesterday. Amen. If you don't believe that we're living in a fast-paced society, if you're brave enough, I challenge you to go to town. When that red light turns green, you wait a few seconds. And see if we're not living in a fast-paced society. Amen. Listen, we get so bad in shape, if they don't give us our bang nuggets in the right amount of time. Amen? Get in that shape. Because we're living in a fast-paced society. Do I agree with you? When you're going to build something that you want it to last, it's going to take more time. If you're going to build something that's got some stickability about it, if you're going to build something that's got some stability about it, if 
longer to be. But over here, you've got people who want quick results. You want to know something? That mentality is not only in the world, but that mentality is really accepting the church. We're living in a society that wants results. You know what we do? We start looking at, well, the church down the road. I mean, they're busting out the seams. I mean, they've got all these nice little gimmicks and games and all these things. I mean, it just looks like it's working. They're growing. It's getting bigger. It still looks like it's better. But here's the church. It's going to do it God's way. Somebody say amen. And the Lord will send a family in here. The Lord will send a family over here. But you heard people talk about our church last week. We had 22 people join. And I'm not listen. I'm not saying the 22 people wrong if they join a good church. Somebody say amen. But you have to agree with me. In the day and hour in which we live, people ain't going to church because they want to hear the word of God. They want to go to church where their ears are going to be tickled, where they're going to make feel good about themselves, where they can walk out living the same way they did when they walked into church. Now I go to hell. But. Here's a man that says, I gotta take longer to build because I want to build right. Here's somebody over here that says, I want my results right now, and I want it right now. And if, you know, if I don't get them, well, I'll just take my temperature and go home. That's the day and hour which we're living in. Any of y'all older couples can testify about this generation and generation that's coming, that I find myself a temptation. To want what it took my grandparents their whole life to work for, I wanted it in the first five years after I got married. And that's the reason why this generation and the generation coming up, listen, don't know how to manage money. There's debt that's coming out of everywhere. They don't know how to pay for this. Why? Because they want what it took their family their whole life to work for. They want it right now. It's a good day in my life when I realized it takes time to build right. Listen, you may can build a house quick, but it takes time to build a home. You can have a little quick, a good, feel good feel about your marriage, but who all agree with me? It takes time to build a good marriage. It takes time to raise children. I thought I'd get a few more amens back with my parents. Amen? It takes time. This man can dig deep. You know what I'm praying God to do in this church? Give us some Christians who dig deep. Amen. I believe we got some. Somebody say amen. No, dig deep. They'll say, you know what? Regardless of what comes our way, I've not got a shallow foundation. I don't have a sandy foundation. But I've dug my deeps down, my roots down deep. I'm here for the long haul. But this one man, he dug deep. But the other man, he just had a surface foundation. They were different in their description. They were different in their doings. They were different in their digging. One deep, deep. The other one didn't have no foundation. I'm done right here. I want you to see with me not only the comparison, what they had in common, the contrast, what they were different about, but look at how these two houses ended up, the conclusion. See, the Bible tells us how that these two houses ended. When you begin to look at this, I want you to notice with me the opposition that each, each one of them faced. I've already said it. Both of them went through the storm. Both of them faced opposition. Go over to Matthew chapter 7. Go home and read it when you get a chance. 
know what you're talking about, Brother Ray? The Bible said the rain would begin to beat. That's opposition from us. The flood started to rise. That's opposition from them. And the Bible said this, the wind began to beat against. That's opposition from the rain. Has anybody ever been, have you ever found yourself sitting like you was facing opposition from every which direction you looked? You looked up, there was opposition. You looked around, there was opposition. You looked down, all you saw was opposition. Everywhere you looked, it seemed like the adversary was all around. You didn't think he was ever going to make it out. Well, you know what I found? The wise man, he faced the same opposition that the foolish man faced. They both faced the same storm. They both went through the same rainstorm. They both went against the same windstorm. And they both went against the same flood. They both faced the same opposition. But then I noticed this, the outcome that they found. The Bible says about the wise man, his house stood when the storm came up. But you know what the Bible says? All right, you go back and read about the wise man. You know what he says about his house? His house didn't shake. Thank God for some Christians when they're facing opposition, they don't shake. Amen. Thank God for some Christians that have made their mind up that they're going to dig deep, that when the winds are blowing and the rains are falling and the flood is arising, they don't shake behind the wheel. But they stay true where God's placed them. That foolish man, as the Bible says, when the wind, same wind, begin to beat against his house, when the same rain begin to fall upon his house, when the same flood begin to rise against his house, you know what the Bible said? It immediately failed. The word immediately is mentioned. You know what the Lord told me when I was reading that? Quick results, quick failure. It went up quick, it fell down quick. I don't know about y'all, but I want to build something that's going to last. But when the storm comes, and the wind comes, and the rain comes, and the flood comes, my family don't get knocked out, my house don't get torn down, but it stands the test of time. So what is it like? One man received the word, responded to the word, saw the results from doing that. The other man rejected the word, he didn't receive the word, he saw the results from that. His house fell immediately. The Bible said this, great was the fall thereof. Y'all pray for me. When I was reading this, you know what my mind went back to? What big story about the river pigs. <laughs> right? One built his house out of sticks. One built his house out of hay. The other one built his house out of bricks. One day there come a big bad wolf. Blue, you know what happened? First house failed. Went to the second house, the second house failed. Went to that third house. I don't know if y'all know this or not. It takes a little bit of time to lay bricks. Y'all didn't think there was any preaching in the three little big things. Y'all just thought it was a bedtime story. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but we got a big bad wolf. Mom and daddy, you love to blow your house down. But you know what happened? There's two little pigs ran to that other pig's house. But they knew, they made fun of him from how long it took him to build his house. Imagine when people would drive by, they'd probably look at that man that took forever to build his house and say, my goodness, he's lazy. Why is it taking him so long? 
I mean, he needs to get work ethic like that man does. Look at that man. I mean, he's got it all together. His family's already moved in. This man's over here still digging that, still digging that foundation. Make fun of him. And when the big bad wolf came, when opposition came, you know where those little pigs found themselves at? They went to the north. His house stood when the big bad wolf came. You know what I want? I want my children to grow up. And when they look at building a home, I ain't talking about physically, but I'm talking about spiritually. They can look back at their mom and daddy's house and say, you know what? I want my home to be like that. Does that mean our home don't have any problems? Oh, yes, our home has problems. Amen. You go through our home close enough, you're going to find holes in the wall. Somebody say amen. You're going to find where somebody took a pencil and drew on the walls. Amen. You're going to find problems. But when you look at that house, what you're also going to find? One man was quick to build a house, if you would. Another man took more time to build a home. And I kind of wonder if maybe if this man, when his house failed, he didn't run over to the other man's house and say, Can I stay with you until the storm passes by? I don't know. But I will say this Where do people go when their house starts falling? They don't go to somebody else's house where they're going to fall like fall theirs is. They go find somebody that knows how to be with the real God. So, how Christian are you going to be? Or I shouldn't say Christian, because being a Christian is being Christ-like. Christ, amen, he's going to protect and he can see. Are you going to be a Christian and receive the word and be a wise builder? Or are you going to be a non-believer, be a foolish person, reject the word, Watch what you build from to the ground. Everybody standing this morning. Y'all would, Brother Donnie, come around. Y'all get a song of invitation together if y'all would. Brother Bruce. Maybe there's some mamas and daddies this morning that come gather around the altar. Say, Lord, God, help me to build my house right. May need to be some individual believers this morning. Get on the And say, I'll be honest with you. I've not been receiving the word like I ought to be received. Who all the Griffin is when every one of us got room for improvement when it comes to receiving the word of God? Are you going to let what you heard this morning fall on deaf ears and have to wait down the road and say, I wish I had believed, I wish I had received? Or are you going to say, Lord, right now, help me to take what I've heard, apply it to my life, and see fruit come in its rightful time. They're going to sing these altars over to be mine, God. Like 44, 44.